through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice. On the side of the road, what's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care, cause we all gonna die. Welcome to Porsche Talks. This is the true story of three strangers picked a word that came together and have their lives monetized. We stop me for late and start getting real. I'm Eric. Easy tell them. Papito, Daddy Dickin' Down, DMV's finest, Freshers Burst's finest, Mansell's finest, Charlotte's finest, Brock Road Elementary Class of 06 Valedictorian. It's your girl Haley, aka Redhead, aka as we're to do this. <laughs> we have. Again, we have. Hey, Haley whoa, be cool with against my will. <laughs> if someone's just hearing the audio, I don't want them to have the wrong idea. Ugh. Really is thrilled that she is joining us today. She has, you know, it's not like she has other things to do. She's just so happy to be here right now. That's Can't wait. Sure. Um, Paige is currently swamped with new um, clients on her fitness job thing that she does, and she might slide at some point. We're not really sure. Every time I hear swamp, I think swamp ass. Just for the record. Mm-hmm. Oh, because she's swamped. Okay, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, But hey. Swamp pass is a real thing. I mean, yeah, everybody knows swamp pass is a thing. I don't think it's as much as a thing as other people. I think I get, like, ball sweat. Like, I get, I could get, like, swamp balls. But swamp ass, I've never really experienced. Oh, my God. I feel like my ass is the first. No, nah, it's definitely sweat. my balls. I'll be getting these. I'll be getting them flavored up. Oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> what a way to start. start. It's the new year, and it's the 100th episode. No big deal. We did it. We made it. No one would have dunk it, but we fucking somehow made it here. I have oh, yeah. uh, no idea what the future holds for the podcast, um, what'll come, anything, but we made it to 100. That's a real milestone, I have to say. That is a huge it milestone. Because really all of my boys who started podcasts after us, no longer have podcasts. I actually hey, know it's... one of them who had a podcast that lasted two episodes. So, <laughs> to make it to 100 is commitment. It really is. Credit to us for being better than all your friends. Yeah. Shout out Thanks, to guys. you guys. Thanks. No problem. No problem. Shout out to us. You're just as much a part of this as, uh, yeah. Yeah. Have we ever <laughs> talked about this shit show that was when we were starting this podcast? Oh when my Haley, god, that was the most. When Haley cried for five months, y'all were still fucking and then still didn't join us. I didn't cry, and then still was too good. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck you, I don't want to do it then. Oh my god, Here and I there's am. not a day that goes by that we don't miss not having you. Yeah, just let me live my life. Uh, I want to just give quickly context because I know anybody who's listening has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Um. So after our CIT summer at camp, we had a group chat, uh, me. Our, our yeah, CIT. our CIT summer. <laughs> me as. As counselor. Yeah, no, it was our CIT summer. Haley, uh, Paige, group chat, uh, porch talk. Is that what it was called? No. What was it called? Not, it was, was like Canadensis. <laughs> it was Canadensis. Yeah, I, I think it was just the different skin tone. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> We we are diverse. Credit to us again. Uh, yeah, so we had a group chat going, and you know we would you know hit it on a regular basis, having stupid conversations, hitting Facetimes. We're like, you know what, we should really just start a podcast. 
Um, at the same time, Haley was just ghosting us for months upon months as we were continually talking about doing the podcast. So we started the podcast and then Haley was ghosting us even harder because we started a podcast without her, even though she wanted to be a part of it, but never told us she wanted to be a part of it. I'm not going to say that girls don't communicate things well and do things in silence, but that might be the primest example of that. That no, might be a prime example. I'm just saying. Every. Everyone that listens to this just know that this um, is not accurate. While we're speaking on accuracy, I would like to let it be known that my boy Dame has slid in my DMs a couple of times now to let it be known that he fucks with the cast, he loves what we're doing, but if we make it big, we will be sued because the original term porch talk was something that he claims he coined summer 16, which may or Does may not be proof? true. Mm, I don't see any... Let's Facts. see the legal paperwork to that. I'm not going to lie. The only thing we would be sued in is that there might be another podcast out there with some lady who might have copyrighted the terms for multiple things, such as distribution of, uh, you know, podcast and clothing. But we'll get there when that ever happens. Oh my she God. doesn't seem to be big either. So I'm, it's really a race to the top. I'm going to hit her with some fake documents, letting her know that she needs to disband her shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the funny thing is when I'm, like, looking to post stuff from, like, the Apple podcast stuff, I'll search Porch Talk, and then there's, like, 18 different podcasts named Porch Talk. I'm like, hmm, this is really a race to see. And then you look, and it's, like, two episodes for this one. Like, another one hasn't posted since 2018. It's like, all right, what what is going on here? Why are people trying to steal our name here? Oh, man. Yeah, we got to hit it big, fast. Beat them to it. Yeah. So, 100 episodes, um, Haley was here from the beginning in silence, and you know, begrudgingly comes on uh, on occasion. Even though I thought we had a one-month contract of one, one episode a month, but we I did. guess not, apparently. And she still owes us the back months of December, November, October, and September. I've been keeping track. Hey, thank you for No that. problem. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> um. So, first things first, I don't know if you guys watch House Hunters. I know Ez does actually for Fucking a fact. Love I'm sure Haley does too. Really? Because she likes to, uh, she almost bought a house at one point and was going to rebuild it and make it an Airbnb. Thank God you didn't do don't that. Don't you have that? would have been terrible. The house is trash. Oh my God. Every, I, like, uh, my offer was accepted. I was doing the paperwork, got my mortgage set up, dropped 20 grand. And then they were dicking me around for the longest time for the inspection, almost like they were trying to, like, push it off in hopes that I wouldn't do one and then finally I got in for the inspection oh my god it would have been like a hundred grand just to get these two it was two houses on the property it would have been like a hundred grand just to get them functioning like all the important things were wrong a mess I had to hear that yeah that's that's the one thing after how I met your mother I learned you gotta, you gotta get the inspection before you do it absolutely anything. you gotta do it but you can get it a little cheaper if you skip the inspection <laughs> yeah and then you just got a whole bunch of shit to problems to deal with High um, risk question before i get to the topic um if you get an inspect yeah. let's say you make an offer and has accepted you get an inspection can't you kind of negotiate like hey i'll still do it but you're gonna have to pay for this work or how does that stand you can it's i mean it depends on what the people are willing to do like it, it seemed like these people were just trying to get rid of it but like in the process of me like getting my paperwork they're like oh yeah we're like fixing up a few things so that's why you can't do your inspection yet 
little did I know that they made things worse. They much had they had some raggedy ass person come in and try to fix this place. I went in for the second time and shit was like leaking through the ceiling. I was like, wait a minute. I thought you said you fixed it. Jesus. It was bad. Yeah, especially since you were thinking about Airbnb it and then the whole fucking corona happened. That would not have been great for you. I mean, this was like almost two years ago now though. Was so. it that long ago? Either way. Either way, it's in the past. Yeah, it was not this last May, but the May before. Oh damn, I guess oh, that really? was a while ago. I feel like that was a lot sooner than that. Time flies when you're having fun. Does mm. doing hundred. I wouldn't call it fun, but time flies. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so I was big. I've been working out watching House Hunters. I don't know why, it just become a thing. And on Hulu, I got to the point where it was like eight episodes of tiny houses back to back to back. First of all, in case anybody needs to hear this, tiny houses are hipster trailers. And you know what they live in? These quote-unquote tiny house communities? It's hipster trailer parks. <laughs> Fuck that. You guys are fucking idiots. Second of all, these people are talking. They're like, yeah, you know, I really want to travel, blah, blah, blah. Hey, then get something that moves better than a tiny house. I know it can move. Doesn't matter. Third of all, they're like, wow, this place is too small. It's only 200 square feet. What do you think you're buying? Buy a fucking, like, an apartment? Get a fucking ranch-style house. Get something like that. I've heard so many people in these episodes say, I don't have enough room to entertain. Do you know what you're buying? You're buying a fucking tiny house. There's no room. It's just a fucking square. This room that I'm in now is probably bigger than these tiny houses people are looking at. They're like, oh my god, there's not enough fucking counter space in the kitchen. What are you buying? A tiny house. I could not do it. I am a maximalist through and through, man. I could not fit all my shit in there. Like, I don't even want to spend time by myself in a house that's like normal size. Like, I I need space to move around, you know? I agree. I think first and foremost, we need to address house hunter wise. Um, you're trash for watching the tiny house versions. I skip that. I skip anything that doesn't say looking to upgrade, big family, upsizing. Because I don't <laughs> want to look at poverty on my television. If you're looking for a two-bedroom, one-bathroom home, I'm not interested. So I'm absolutely skipping the fucking tiny homes. With that being said, I feel like I feel like it's so impractical. When people talk about the tiny homes, or even when they talk about like renovating vans and buses and shit, it's to me, it just seems so impractical. I feel like the move for those type of people who want to travel and want to have easy access, why the fuck are these people not just going to get RVs? Things that were yep. designed for this. Like, when did we decide exactly. to skip that process? There was one episode where they got one of the ones that, you know, the it's like a trailer one, like the five wheels that can extend out. That was smart. I saw another one where a guy and his wife who were musicians couldn't be that good because you're fucking moving into a... And they ended up buying a bus. They had two kids. You're going to make your oh. two kids on the road because you want to have a music career? Um, Get the fuck gives- out of my Can face. I call CPS on that? Can making your child grow up in a tiny home be cause for me to take your kids away? It honestly might be. It should be. It's a fucking van. What are we doing? This couple lived, they ended up living on a boat. I saw another couple living on a boat. You're living in a boathouse. 
You're an adult. Yeah. You're like buying their first home. That's not a home. It's a fucking I've vacation. Some, I've seen some dope ass boat houses on TV and like online. Yeah, but I feel like I'm gonna break it to you. It's def- it was definitely dope. a lifestyle though. Like it's it's I feel like there's a very small percentage of people that actually can thrive under those circumstances. And I simply am not one of them. If you're gonna do like the boat house, that specific model, I think <sighs> Because I've seen someone who lived in, like, Seattle, and, like, that was what they were doing. I can maybe co-sign that if you're in, like, your very young 20s, and this is, like, a phase. Instead of getting a shitty apartment, you're going to get a shitty boathouse, and you're going to live that, like, for a year or two. But if you're telling me, like, this is a lifestyle movement, and you're trying to live your next 20 years in the boathouse, and you're, like, 28 with a girlfriend or a family on the way, nah, that's not, like, practical to me. It's got to be, like, really pimped out. All these, like, couples were moving out of, like, houses into that. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Your budget's $30,000. Maybe just don't move out right now. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> Literally. I was, oh, that's, my God. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think they're cool, like, in theory. Cool. Maybe just, like, as an experience. Like, oh, I'm going to, like stay in one like maybe you're going on like a weekend vacation with like one other person and you're staying in one that's like in a really good location but i just i couldn't fucking live in one like i think i would go crazy like i would have to jump off the roof you know but like land really hard because they're not even tall enough to die you know what that's a yeah, smart it's... little pitch you make if it was like a little boat house or a little tiny house out in like a little tiny cabin out in the woods or something and i was going on like a vacation for the weekend I could probably mm-hmm. stomach that. But to think I'm going to live there for like, even to think like mm-hmm. at least a year, no way. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Boathouse, a little cool, a little vacation, a little Airbnb for a weekend. You know, you want to go somewhere different? Cool. Living there? Because you said, I grew up on the, like, on the water, aka at the beach, and you grew up sailing, and that's your fucking mindset behind it? It's stupid. Yeah, that's the dumbest shit. Um, I hope he has no significant other. And if he does have a significant other, that should have been all she needed to hear to leave him. Bro, she was so against it. It's so frustrating. And then it's like the options, because their budget's $30,000 is so shitty. They end up on the boathouse, and it's like, we've been here for three weeks. That's been pretty cool. Boathouse looks like shit. You put some nice fucking pillows on, like a fucking sofa, and you think it's cool. I'm like, no, this is so stupid. You got two dogs. Like, what are we doing? I can't even lie. The more I hear this, I'm thinking... If somebody was to tell me that their budget was 30000 and I'm the realtor, I'm probably not taking your call. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, um, go talk to that <laughs> shitty apartment leaser over in the projects. Because, like, the fuck money am I going to make off $30,000? Get away from me. Exactly. I waste my time yeah, like- and my weekends going out and showing you places because it wouldn't be a big enough return. Absolutely hmm. not. Like, my down payment alone in that house I was buying shit wasn't even in mm. good shape like i couldn't imagine 30 grand being my max budget yikes exactly that's a whole yikes now i could see people that like maybe they're desperate to get out of their situation like their current situation they're like oh, i'm just gonna like rent one out and live here and save money i could kind of see that but i couldn't stay long term yeah, that's that's the thing like it seems like these people are looking for like these quote-unquote lifestyle changes and i'm like 
a tiny house should not be a thing you're looking for as like a long-term thing. That's almost punishment. A tiny house should be fucking punishment. I'm moving there because I need to save money for my next move. So I'm going to live fucking yes. scummy to save money. That's what a tiny house should be. Having a tiny house, we should deem the same way we look at and think of our friends who have studio apartments. Like, damn, he living bad right now. I'm going to go see him, but I'm not staying long. <laughs> Bro, they had this one couple had friends over. There was only three seats on the sofa. The dude was sitting on the stairs to go up to the top loft. I was like, this is not okay. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm taking your bed for the night. Sorry, yeah. Sophie. How many houses do you think a real estate agent has to even show a person before they pull the trigger? Because I know when my brother was looking for a house, he probably looked at probably like 40 houses in the area over like five, six months. So even if it's tiny homes, oh I don't know how many tiny homes you're having to offer. But let's say you got like 10, 12 of them. They're across the city. That could take a few, three, four, five weekends, I feel like. And if I'm a real estate agent, 30000 for five weekends, your budget ain't big enough for me to waste my time showing you around. Yeah, not tiny homes. If it's like normal stuff, I mean, you can do as many as you want. When we were looking for apartments in St. Louis. Like, we were doing a lot of calling and shit beforehand, and then we came up here, we scheduled as many as possible. But like, a tiny house, I might tell you to go fuck yourself on the phone. Respectfully. 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 <laughs> it fuck did, yourself. Uh, yeah, literally go fuck yourself. It did make me contemplate getting into the tiny home business because the people are such morons where I could definitely make some money off of them. Yo, listen to this. So my friend, well, he's my brother's friend. So we like, I'm friends with him through my brother. He was like straight up going to get into the tiny house business. Like he and two other guys he went to high school with, they were going to like build them and sell them and rent them and like basically make their own little tiny home trailer park. And I was like, yo, I'm in on this shit. Like, I will absolutely get in on this. So many people are idiots mm -hmm. and will buy this shit. But then the one guy that was, like, kind of, like, taking lead on everything, he hurt his shoulder, like, super fucking bad to the point where he wouldn't have been able to do any of, like, the physical work. So then we didn't do it. But you know what? You never know. Maybe it'll heal and he'll... He'll go back into it. Maybe I'll be a tiny house mogul. Hey, I see, if, I knew Haley would be if down. If you're trying to be the tiny house mogul, I've got the plug for you. One of my Listen, I will absolutely take advantage of other people's oh, stupidity. That doesn't I mean I will. But I will other people. One of my boys. If it means that I'm. One of my boys is boys with the plug. We can all go in on this a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, and all make it out fat. He's Amish. And he builds like the Amish storage sheds or whatever. And he was telling me like a year or two ago. Oh, and he was like, his boy was on some shit. And he was like, if they wanted tiny houses, we could do that too. Because it ain't much bigger than building like the sheds. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. And if it's one thing I know, the Amish bang them bitches out pretty quick. Yeah, they know how to build shit. So sure. we could all, we could all kind of make it fat for real. We really could because like. Damn, this could work. Because Haley, you know, she has that interior designer. She can paint things white and then make it look all nice. Ez can just do all the talking. I'll be the pretty face that sells everything. And then we'll really, we can work this out. All right, I'll do all the work. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh -huh. You like to be hands That's hands on. I do. Wait, I'm a do busy those, bitch. Do they have like plumbing in those bitches? That might get tricky. 
They they do yeah, have plumbing nah, electrical. That might energy. get a little tricky because this shed builder, I don't know if he plums or electricians. Oh, you know the Amish right. don't believe can, in that allegedly. I think they do. Mule. Facts. He can be our work mule, and then we'll find a, a. Listen, I'm sure I can hit either the Home Depot, something. I got the Hispanic connection. We'll get that. We'll get that plugged <laughs> up real quick. You know what? And I feel like they. Is there a code for these tiny homes? There can't be a code. It's too small. As fuck, yeah. ain't wasting their time to come look at this. There's code for any, just, any structure. Not. Literally, a fence house. No, nah, they're just signing off. On, they're just signing but off on moving. it. It looks good. No, dude. It, if it's a movable object, does it really count? It's almost like yeah, a car. but it still has nah, to be safe enough for a human to live in it. Everything we're not letting them move. We're not letting them move ours around. We're not, we're, we making one big trailer park. Oh, we're doing the trailer park? Yeah. At that rate, though, yeah. is it even worth it? Because I feel like the same money we'd make being tiny home slumlords, we could have <laughs> made just being an apartment slumlord. Yeah, we're really not selling this well. It's like, like, the <laughs> like we could probably just, homes. we could probably just fucking buy an old apartment complex, fix it up, put just as much money into it as the tiny home business, and then be slumlords there. Hmm. I have to ask my boy because I'm. I was talking to my one of my uh, coworkers about this because he had bought an apartment complex, and I was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna have to ask you about." You this. know what I think makes the coolest like refurbished buildings, old churches, kind of um, creepy, but those hmm. shits look good. People love that stuff. Seems kind of weird. I mean, I want to live where they were doing like exorcisms a- in the 1400s. Are we talking like a house or like a duplex or like how like do some it? some people make the I mean depends on the size of the church. If it's like a small church, then surely you know maybe a duplex or if it's small enough, just a single family home. But like big ass ones, people turn them into apartments and shit. Mm, I can imagine, but it'd be kind of weird. I feel like. Well, weird for you. I would clearly not. you're not the person we're selling live. to. Mm. I found one in Wisconsin. For forty nine thousand, it's a uh, six thousand square feet. It doesn't look like that much of a church. It looks kind of like an older house. You could make this right. Work. People love character. They got great woodworking and cool windows. There's one in Pennsylvania. If you guys want to check it out, if I'm being honest, I've got one more step that might make this even more money. Fuck the apartment mm-hmm. complex. Fuck the tiny homes. Let's just buy a out of a date. Not run down, but out of date, really big home in the middle of nowhere and make it a rehab facility. <laughs> then we'll start getting some of the a government's rehab? money in aid because it's a rehab facility and they'll start helping us fix it. We'll still pocket a lot of money. And even though it's in the middle of nowhere, we're never going to have a problem with clients because all rehab facilities are in the middle of nowhere. That's, That's going to be to our insurance. advantage. You'd have to pay a lot of insurance on that, I bet. Um. Maybe. What are, what are we talking about? We're going to make more than we pay in insurance, so we good. Oh. Do we have to be, like, upscale? I don't yeah. know if it has to be as nice, because the rehab facility that we delivered to out here is, how do you say, dog shit. Like, I go in there, and I wonder <laughs> if it's truly got running water. I don't know, man. I but think, I want, like, upscale I clients. think I draw the line. Like, I'll take advantage of people's stupidity, but I think I have to draw the line at taking advantage of people's addictions. I don't think we're taking advantage of it. We're offering them a place of rehab. We don't want them to live too comfortable. 
What about a farm? What would I we do on the farm? farm? Actually, you know what? No cap. I was just hearing the other day about how some of these farmers with like huge farms, if we get a huge farm, rent out some of their farm land to other farmers to like come farm their crop on. Yeah. My friend's mm-hmm. family. How has do people this, know like, this? Like, why is that common knowledge? My, my friend's <laughs> family literally bought a house on a farm and they rent out their land to a farmer. It's a thing. That's like, I feel like after like, mm, I guess it would depend on how much land you had and how big the house was. But I feel like you'd eventually start making a profit relatively quick, depending on how good these farmers are. Yeah, they got a lot of land where they're at. And it's beautiful. And they don't have to do any of the work that comes with the actual farming. They just live there. I don't, it would depend on the type of, I would have to ask, I would have to ask, I would have to limit what type of farming is done. Y'all can crop and all that shit, but I don't want animals on my farm. I don't want to smell horse shit when I go outside to drink my coffee. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to think about them dying. Think about what dying? Animals. They don't die. You just take them to the glue factory. Oh my God. I can't handle it. I'd get too attached. They're not going to let you out there to play with their animals. It's their farm now. <laughs> it's my problem. Stay in your house. I, my boy was telling me that the government will give you loans, too, if you they want to start your own farm. I seen a TikTok and dude said he bought this massive farm in Massachusetts for like $380,000. He was like, save some money. got a lot of money from the government. And I was like, damn. I feel like TikTok is just trying to teach people too much. Like Every time I go on there, it's like stuff about Bro. stocks businesses i've seen this guy talk about compound interest a thousand times i feel like like what are we doing every time i hop on and see a new scheme scam or fucking jug to get rich quick or to beat the system and start profiting money it pisses me off because it's like damn now everybody know about this (laughs) the only ones that i find useful are like the guy who does like the travel stuff He's like, bro, listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you how to get these points, and then you can stay at a hotel for much cheaper. And I'm like, damn, I might have to sign up for a new credit card. I haven't stayed at a hotel in years. Pause. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but did you know that, like, when you're going to make a large purchase of any sort, for example, a house, if you have credit cards, whether or not you've used all the money on them or not, that like your max amount goes towards your your debt to income ratio. Yeah. So like you've not told me. Oh this. my god! Like when I was buying that house, so I had a Chase credit card that had like a thirteen thousand dollar limit, Gee. and I literally I used like zero of it. Like I only used that card when I was in school, so there was no balance on it, and that thirteen grand still went to my like was considered debt, even though it wasn't used. Hey yo, uh, read what? the numbers off the back of that card real quick. I already canceled it because I found that out, and oh. I was like, mm, "I don't need that." That's crazy. That's I didn't know that. The more you know, you heard it here. That is a huge balance that I have uh, available, especially when you're not using. That was it a huge balance to be gifted at any point. Listen, we already have established that I have great credit, and this is why I'm gonna give you my but kid. Why did you need a? Why did you need that big of a credit? Line? I just. I don't know, qualified for it. So I just so didn't say no. <laughs> I was like 18 I, I think, when I when I opened the credit card and then it just kept going well, up. Well, we I think the biggest one I have is five, but that's because I got it when I bought my laptop in Apple. So it needed to be. Well, we high. discussed 
I think my biggest is 25, but I don't even use that bitch. I don't even know where it is right now. While we discuss um fucking tiny homes, hotels, fucking apartments, all that shit before we move on. Um are B and B's like not B and B's are fucking bed and breakfast is dead and gone. Um because someone told me so. and they were like I don't think they're they were like I spent we booked an Airbnb and we had breakfast there and like they were super nice. There were other people there and then like we all went about our day. And I was like, nigga, is you telling me you just stayed at a bed and breakfast? Because that's what this sound like. Is he 80 years old? Nah, he was like 20. Multiple and he said, like, years. he rented the room for the night. He woke up. There was breakfast there. There was, like, a table. Other people ate. And then, like, they checked out and went about their day. And I was like, bro, like, it sounds like you smack stayed at a bed and breakfast. It really does. But I don't really know if, like, bed and breakfast are still, like, affluent with B&Bs. I don't think they are as much. But I think it's a certain people going mm. there. Yeah, I think it's definitely a specific thing. Like, I wouldn't, like, I don't associate Airbnb with bread and bread, bed and breakfast. I found one, and it looks, it looks, the inside looks like what you'd think of bed and breakfast. Would Grandma's be. house. Old. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and Leslie. Interesting. Oh, they yeah, sound they old. They sound like someone with a B&B. They are old. Hey, you know that B&B is struggling. God bless them. Whirlpool. Yo, they might need to sue Airbnb. Because yep, I feel like before <laughs> Airbnb, the bread and the bed and breakfast was B&B. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm going to file a lawsuit on their behalf. We're going to get our check. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to not say yeah. bread and Does breakfast. Does Airbnb stand for air, bed, and <laughs> breakfast? Now I got to look into this. Airbnb does indeed stand for air, bed, and breakfast. They wow. have wow. taken over bed and breakfasts. That's why nobody knows about bed and breakfast anymore because of Airbnb. Mm. Mm. What a shame. Um, can we go back to the fact that you haven't stayed in a hotel? Bro, I haven't stayed in a hotel since probably... I want to say probably my days playing ball in college. What about? I mean, well, I'm oh, not gonna say that we're up in camps. Thing the hotels count. Those are different though. That's like degenerate. The only place. If, to stay the, if we're counting that, then it would be the whenever the last time I was at camp was. What about Vegas? No, nah, I said to my sister. My sister live out there. And Van is bougie. She stayed at a resort. Like, I was... Which is also Ooh. a dying thing. Right. I feel like. I was gonna say, what do we? What's the difference between resort and hotel? I mean, obviously we know, but like, it's just slightly up class, I would say, with more. Amenities. I feel like the resort aspect is like they sell you your own like living space, like they're renting you a whole house while you're there, as opposed to the hotel renting you rooms. But people don't really resort much either. I feel like you only resort if you're going somewhere foreign, like in Mexico yeah. or something. Where you're like, I need a place to be at where I don't leave and won't get murdered by the uh, cartel if I leave the area. Yeah, I mean, Airbnb has never taken over there. I remember I was telling my parents and they were looking at like going on vacation or like looking at hotels. I'm like, why don't you just look at Airbnb where you get a full like place to stay at? Yeah, you'll be way more comfortable. If it's any trip over a day, I'm saying get the B&B. Only issue is if you're going. Uh, I don't know. If you're going to, like, the beaches, maybe, and you, like, 
Like, it's just more convenient to stay at a hotel to be yeah, closer to the beach. If you don't mind spending a, less, a little extra money, I feel like you can still be real close with a B&B. I do have to retract my last statement because if you're traveling solo, it probably is more efficient for you to just book a hotel. Because you're not going to find a one-bedroom yeah. B&B. And if you do, you're only going to be renting the room out. And at that rate, you might want some privacy. So just get the hotel. I mean, you can get, like, one-bedroom or studio apartments. But, like, uh, that's kind of... At that rate, I'd rather have the amenities of a decent hotel. Um. All right. Let's move into our next topic. Uh, we spent a long time... Wait, I mean, yeah. you know, typical us uh, moving from tiny houses to... You never know which right. topics are going to hit or not. And I did not think that one was going to. I just started off real passionately about my hatred for tiny houses. And it you know, really snowballed. You did good. Okay. If you came into $21,000, what would you do with it? Now, some people might say 21000 is very specific. I would also agree. I thought it was a good mixture between it's a large enough amount of money where you're not just going to like... I don't know, buy a car with it. I mean, I guess you could, but it's not big enough where someone's going to be stupid enough to say, oh, I'm going to quit my job. And like, can we make some guidelines or rules to this? Yeah. Can we agree that we're not allowed to say saving? Because if you say put it in your savings account, that's kind of like bullshit. All right. So I'm not mad at that. I think because it, I, I, it's more, I want to see what people you do with it. Because, yeah, with 21,000, I've actually been looking into this pretty like regular lately I'd probably y'all know I got a dream of going to Montana or Wyoming there's still so much land out there I'd probably take like 12 to 14,000 of it and buy a decent amount of acres depending on where you at acre can go for a thousand and go for three thousand out there so if I can get anywhere between six and nine acres of land just out there I would secure the land now and a desired spot I'd want, probably somewhere not too far from a water source, river, pond, lake, something like that. And that was what I would do with like 15,000 of it. The other 6,000, I'd probably dive deep into the ATM business. And I get like three or four ATMs and start hustling those hoes. Oh my God. The ATM. Yeah, I'd hop on that trend. That, shit. that has never crossed my mind. In my 27 years of life. That's such easy Not money. Yeah. You haven't come across like either that or like the um, snack machine trend where people are trying Bro, to get into I've seen a so many people. How do you make money off Huh? How do we you talked make about money it off all that? on like, the podcast, yo. Um, with the ATM, you make money off the <laughs> transaction fees. The bank re-ups it after you paid a one lump sum of like the 2000 to keep it stocked. And then... You'll make your ATM fee $3, put it in a spot that pops, a bank, barbershop, saloon, not a bank, like gas station near you that don't got one, bar, and then y'all split it. They get a dollar off the three, you get two. And then that's easy money every month that you don't got to work for. Does it like actually amount? I know people who have it. And like, if you put a right destination, there's this dude that I follow on YouTube has this in like Arizona. He's got two, one outside a little complex where it's like a barbershop, haircuttery, Things where people need cash to use it, and then the other one is in a bar. And bro says he makes like off of each ATM like fifteen hundred a month, which isn't like crazy get rich money, but it's a nice easy side hustle. 
For sure. And you you don't have to do anything besides just buy it and stock it. All you got to do is it. buy it and stock that hoe and then split the fee with the bank. How much does it cost to buy? It depends. If you want a real regular one, like 1500 to 2000 If you want like some of the more high class advanced ones, like 4000 I'm going to buy one tomorrow. Haley's on it. She said that's chump change. I got 13000 Oh my god, that's smart. I, yeah, I never thought of that. I mean, I would not be opposed to an extra fifteen hundred dollars a month. Now, do can I think of a quality location around me to put one? No, but I'll yeah, I was about to say it definitely location is big. Oh, for sure. You gotta find one and put it outside or near a casino. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you that they're not gonna let that happen. They probably because that's what I was saying when we talked about it the first time we talked about it. The places like a lot of places already have like permits and shit. With like established banks, like seats and Wawa's got PNCs and fucking sports stadiums got like the fucking they got one like a lot of the ones down like in Virginia got PNC. There's a couple of them who Wait, have that so other little like pussy bank. Own, is it like your own independent like? Yeah, it's like under- your own independent bank. Uh-huh. So you would you wouldn't be like let's say you close to fucking Philly in this scenario, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to go put one in the Eagle Stadium. Because them niggas already got contracts with ATMs from big banks. Right. So, like, I don't understand, like, what, like, obviously I couldn't call it, like, a PNC or whatever. Like, what would it be called? Oh, it's just on, like, generic. Or just, or it would just be an ATM. Have you ever no. been to, like, a, oh, okay. yeah, have you so ever no. been to a gas station in, like, the middle of nowhere? And you go in and the ATM fee is, like, 350 and it looks like this piece of shit gray rectangle. And you're like, what the fuck is this trash? Like, this shit look old as fuck. Those are just like generic ATMs. That could be you. All right. That makes sense. Yes, I ma'am. have a question about your property thing, though. Where did you say you would want to buy like 14 grand? Like Wyoming, Montana. Property? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, I don't really know how much shit runs for out there. But I was actually looking into a property up um, by Lake Wampalpac, which is like close to camp and like it's it's pretty big lake like it's the lake that people go to up here and there was a lot like a really good lot located very close to the lake like a couple minutes walking distance and it was like twenty seven thousand dollars but it was only like two acres yeah you gotta go like three acres absolute middle of nowhere and you just said people go there yeah you can't do that like Go look in, like, West Virginia. There's a lot down, like, in the, like, southwest, too. Like, Oklahoma, Arizona had a lot of, like, acres for, like, the low, low key. You got to go somewhere that, like, nobody's at. Well, then how are you going to make money? Oh, no, this isn't for me to make money. I want to actually, like, go out to Wyoming and, like, chill, fish, and kick it for a bit. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just for personal use only. I found off a quick search on a website, there's a spot. In Montana, twenty acres for twenty. That's only a thousand dollars per acre, though. Trees. So I can get fourteen of those holes for fourteen thousand. No, it's it's got some you flat see? stuff too. That's it right there. Mm. That's it's actually cheaper than I was imagining because I only said I wanted six to eight acres. I mean, that's a lot. It of is. To take care of, but I'm assuming all. I'm not like looking for like <laughs> acres and acres of grass. So even if it was like acres. 15 acres, I'd only want like three of it to be like the house and grass. The rest will be like the woods surrounding it with like a fenced in fence line. True. You can yeah, hunting fish. Do you know the shit I'm trying to get into? Too. Would you ever want to like build something on it though? Oh, or just keep absolutely. It just a house. 
Um, my idea when I think of it in my head, my time in Mansfield has changed me. I'm not gonna lie. The more I talk to people here, it's like everybody's family got a little hunting cabin in the middle of the woods. So I would really just want it to be like a little hunting cabin that I could like go away to hunt and fish in the summer or winter when I want to do that. So nothing like super upscale, but like not Good minimalistic enough. either. Yeah, like just a decent little spot. Well, another thing you'll have to consider is if you do that, you got to make sure the land that you get will pass a perk test if you want to build on it. That is true. Because otherwise, if it, it's like uh, to make sure that the soil and the land is sustainable for like a septic. Mm. Like like areas that are really flooded and whatnot, like aren't good for that. I'm looking at one now. It says it's near iron country. It sounds like I could be doing some iron hunting. What? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's you know, like an animal. No, not like not hunting exactly, but you know, searching for iron. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with your twenty-one? Hey? I thought my phone just died. It didn't. Work. Yeah. Wait, Me? Hey, oh, sorry. What are you, what are you I thought my 21? phone died for a second. Just like shut off. Yeah. Oh, I would absolutely just put it right towards my student loans. Here no is. questions about it. Boom, That's almost bad. a cop out. No, That's the same as I saving. Can't save if I'm in debt. All right. So, what's your next answer? Twenty-one Let's, that you have to spend. Let's say that your that student loans are paid off. That is a bold to make, but <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's really hard. You know what? Since it's not enough to like really put towards a large space, I would probably use it for like a studio space, like a like for me to make my stuff, like a workshop. Like I would rent out a space and use that towards rent, or if it was small enough, just buy the little space. You know. Mm, okay. I'm at that. So that way you can you can get yeah. The, the like there's so many things that I want to make and do, but I like don't really have a proper area to do it in. I don't know if it's because I've been watching a lot of New Girl recently, but like, I kind of want a loft. I feel like a loft is another one of those things that I think looks dope, but I don't think it's as practical as I'd like it to be. There's a bunch down here in St. Louis that if like we were going to live in downtown, I would have definitely pushed to like live in a loft because they're huge and they're like super reasonable for prices for rent. Now that you told me that you found land out there 20 for the 20, it's actually <laughs> irritating me because I was just told Mariah, I was like, if I can find like a few acres for real for the loan and it'd be like eight to $1,200, I would just secure a couple acres right now and then pay the little personal property tax on it because that's going to be like, what, fucking $18 a fucking year? And then I'd have it for when I want to make these moves. I'm going to have to look into this now. I mean, there it, it looks pretty decent. I mean, that's a lot of land, but the three pictures they have up here look pretty nice. Yeah, I don't want it that big. If I could find a small lot, I'd jump on it. And it's already got a little shed that says private property. Oh, my God. Number. They're trying to talk to me. They <laughs> <laughs> bought the guns in there. Wooded tree seclusion. Great recreational property. Even has directions. Damn, I'm not going to lie, though. You... I've been like wanting to get in a property because anybody who's successful always talks about that. Like mm -hmm. real estate's such a good investment. I'm just like, damn, dude, some land would not be the worst thing to own. I don't think land is a bad thing to own. I think the problem from a couple of my boys who did get into land, because I got boys who flip cars, flip houses, and try to flip land. 
The problem they ran into with the land flipping, flipping cars ain't hard. Flipping houses, from what I've heard from them and what I want to do eventually one day, flipping houses ain't going to be hard either. Long as you got money up front and like you got a crew around you who know what they're doing and you know you're on a timetable to move it quick, flipping houses ain't hard. The problem he ran into when it came to flipping land was one, to get land at a cheap enough rate that you would like be like, okay, well, buying a lot, you got to go to the middle of nowhere. In the DMV, you're not getting no land cheap because it's a fucking congested area anyway. So you got to go to the mm -hmm. middle of nowhere. And then when he did go to the middle of nowhere, because he got some land in Oklahoma, when he went to the middle of nowhere, he didn't realize that like the land he's got, he damn near got to like fucking sit on for years and years and years until somebody want that exact specific land. It's easier to sell someone a house or a car than land in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it doesn't appreciate like you would think it would. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that what he discovered was the first thing that I've ever thought about, which is land's a very long-term investment. I don't. I think he knew it was long-term, but I think what hit him with home before, he already flipped it. He flipped it and took a loss, actually. Um, mm. What he realized is when people say land is long-term, to him, that was like... I leave this shit to my kids and maybe someday somebody wants this land. So I'm not going to make a profit off this property. That type of land. Unless you got big bucks and can like buy like land in your city. When you buy land in the middle of nowhere, nobody coming for that fucking land. That's why you got it for the cheap in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of a risky thing. I think Oklahoma in the middle of nowhere is not ideal yeah. though. You kind of, it's, it's almost like a guessing game of like, all right, what trends do you see of people moving that, like, all right, this would be the best bet of someone's going to want to buy this and this is going to be developed eventually? And for that to happen, you've got to be, like, four steps ahead of the next people because every land developer, every city developer, every shop shopping center developer, they doing that too. They looking at, hey, yo, what city about to bust next? So now you got to beat them to it and know what you're going to do with that land until somebody need it. It's a very long game type of process, and I don't think I want to get into prop. I don't mind like flipping property, but I don't think necessarily like land, like physical land. I wouldn't want to get in the, I wouldn't want to get in the space of flipping land because it's too hit or miss. And bro took a big L on that, so I'd never want that. No, it, it would probably be better like if you have plans like you did, where it's like, I would like to get this place. Let's say someone offers me some money for it. That's a good amount. I could take it, but if not, I could still use it for like whatever I plan to do with it. Absolutely. Another good investment could be I'm I always think buying houses in like college areas are like the biggest come up if you can do so. Bro, I agree. But every time I think of that, I'm just thinking like everybody doing that. And especially once you get to like close to a college area, man, all the real estate agents and already landlords here, they waiting for the next house to come available so they can get it. Mm -hmm. And they probably already got deals with the people in that city because they own a bunch of the properties anyway, so they're going to hear about it before I hear about it. Yeah, there's like... Yeah, I mean, I feel like in Delaware, there's like one or two big development companies and then like small houses that might get rented out from like a couple people who might like own a couple, and I'm like, man, the amount that these fucking idiots pay to live on these houses... 
Like it's got to be like double or triple the For fucking sure. mortgage. Like they're just. See, I think about like when I, if I were to think about owning a house on, like a college campus that like college kids would be renting, that gives me anxiety. Like these college kids are so ratchet and so like, like they fuck things up so easily. I would. I just. I don't think I'd want to deal with that. Yeah, but you write a good enough lease, and whatever they fuck up, they're going like, to pay you for it. And if they're not going to pay know. you, their parents are going to pay I just you. think about, like, the apartments that I've True. lived in or apartments that my friends have lived in that have gotten, like, totally yeah. trashed. Do you think guys or girls are a better investment? Because, well, actually, no. It's more than likely girls. I knew a couple places where they were, like, girls only. And I was like, damn, no, it's like that? I know why, girls but it's can like be I've seen that. Disgusting. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen that, but, like, I feel like they each have their own flaws when it comes to renting to them. But I feel like to a degree, I'm not saying like I'm the most handyman in the world, but like I'm only going to let an issue in my house rock for like a day or two before I try to fix it. Or I hit my landlord. I'm like, hey, yo, something ain't right here. I know a girl who went like a long ass time and her fucking sink was clogged to the point where she'd have to like oh, plunge yeah. it with the plunger. To get it to like, get down. and then it got to the point where it just wouldn't go down no more. And then like after a week or two, she called her landlord. I was like, the first time I had this issue, I would have tried to fix it with some Drainex, with some one of the little things to get the hair out, whatever it is. The second time I had the issue, my landlord would have came and fixed this. This wouldn't have went on for months. Yeah, that's too much. That's gross. I had the best landlord. Like I've stayed in the same apartment for three years while I was in college. So me and KP, that was his name, KP. We were homies. Like I remember. After the second year I was there, he asked me, he was like, yo, like, are you guys going to renew the lease or what? So me being the smart businesswoman I am, I swindled a deal. I was like, I will renew my lease if you replace these butcher block countertops with granite and install a dishwasher. And he was like, deal. Damn. And you know what? And you know what? Big finesses. Um, what? He gave you granite, gave countertops? granite countertops and a dishwasher. And you know what? <laughs> Once I moved out, he was able to up the rent a teeny, teeny bit more because of those amenities. So you know what, KP, you're welcome. Yeah, I can't cap. That's it. That's a good. The investment. granite, I don't care Not about. Like, if you tell me you're gonna upcharge me from the last person because it got granite, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck too. you, bro." But the dishwasher, oh, I'll pay an extra at least sixty five for a dishwasher. 65 a month. But you know what? It was butcher block countertop and it was like gross and not sealed. So anytime anything got spilled on it, if it wasn't like immediately wiped up, it would like soak in and stain and it was disgusting. So I I still did him Uh, service with the granite. Plus it just looks better. And and I like like when things are easy to clean because I don't want to live in ratchet filth. And let me tell you, I had a couple roommates that got a little sloppy. I lived with girls. You live with girls or guys? See, I feel like girls are disgusting. Guys are destructive. Yeah, yeah I can agree. You've got more chance of like your house being broken with guys. Girls is just gonna be nasty. Yeah, I hated it. All right, let's let's move along quickly because Haley. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, start, not gonna I'm starting to get some anxiety about the work I gotta do. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, deja vu. As what it? You didn't know what deja vu was? <laughs> um. <laughs> I did, but I didn't. <laughs> I thought deja vu was like, I guess I didn't know there was like a more paranormal or whatever type vibe that came with deja vu. I thought deja vu was like, today's Monday. 
I'm walking out to my car, just got up, left for work. My phone ring, my mom's calling, I ignore it. Damn, I feel like this happened two weeks ago. That's what I thought deja vu was. But Kevin and Diana were telling me that, like, deja vu was way more than that. And deja vu was, like, fucking... Apparently, like, their grasp on deja vu was, like, more paranormal. Like, I'm, like, you're, like thinking that you went through an exact same situation and you're sitting in that situation thinking that that situation happened or whatnot, it's just a vibe or a feeling. I, I don't know. I was just thinking it was something as simple as like, down. my phone ringing on the way to work, I declined the call, just like I did last week on the way to work, I declined the See, call. I didn't know what the fuck it was <laughs> so- because you first said Deshaun Vu when we first spoke and I'm Anywho. like, who the fuck is that? I get deja vu all the time, though. Yeah, but what is your deja vu? Deja That's vu. what I need to know. I think most of the time I get it because, like, I have very, very vivid dreams. Like, I lucid dream. So sometimes in real life, I get deja vu because something happens that has, like, happened in a dream before. But I'm like, wait, was did that happen in real life or did that happen in a dream? And then I'm like having this weird, like you said, like, out-of-body experience. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Okay. So that's farther than I did. Because I was always just thinking, like, eh, yep, another call on the way to work, and I declined it. I did this before. <laughs> so you just thought deja vu was, oh, I've done this. Yeah, I thought deja like, vu was the feeling of, like, I done no. already done this. It could be, like, it could be like I mean, you could meet you, someone you, for the very first time and be, like, totally thrown off like they like they just remind you so much of someone specific like or you feel like you've known them forever and you're like wait have i met you before or is this happening just now like it could it could be a lot of different things the quick definition per google a feeling of already having experienced the present situation hmm. that's vague it is i want to know like what Diana and Kevron, because I mean, I wasn't on the as simple as you as, but I was definitely in the same realm. Like, oh, this has happened before. Like, I think Diana this. said you- that, like, for instance, her example was like, fucking, she was like, she was doing something with her car, and her grandpa was in town, and they were going to drive somewhere, and like, her grandpa was talking to her about something which she was barely listening to, and then he came over to like clear the leaves out the like windshield wipers. And she was like, in that moment, it felt like she had already like lived that exact experience. Like she felt like she had been there having that conversation, barely listening, and her grandpa was cleaning the leaves out. And she was like, Did this happen before? I don't know if I've experienced that much deja vu. Yeah, I, apparently I have not neither. <laughs> you mean deja vu? Yeah, I, I, I am never gonna let that go. <laughs> Oh, you're done. It's done for. It is done for. I'll never let you put it down. Okay. This is the last. This is the last thing, and the Halos can get out of here. We can start talking about sports talk because there's a lot to get off on that end. Um, I was sitting here thinking this past weekend. You know, we were off for New Year's. We're just going through the days, doing stuff. I'm just sitting here, like even today. I'm like, there's just not enough time in the days. Like people who say there's enough time. It's lies. Now, am I lazy at times? For sure. But I still need more hours. And I don't know where they're going. I need more. It's too much time in a day, man. 
especially for me, there's too much time in it. Even on my days where I work like the longest shifts and I have a 10 or 11 hour shift or whatever, I still come back and I'm still like vibing too much. And I I factor this in off of how much time I have to vibe. I feel like I always have, no matter the situation, I always feel like I have too much time to vibe. But the caveat to that is, it's well known, I really don't sleep that much. I go to sleep at 1.32, wake up at 5, and I'm just, like, up for whatever reason. So the people who don't have enough time in the day, they're going to hate to hear this. You probably sleep in a tad too much. Any adult, as my dad told me not too long ago, any adult – he was talking about my brother, by the way. Any adult <laughs> who gets more than five hours of sleep a night is at an extreme privilege. That's a take. I'll tell you what. I know I know whole adults who like going to work at nine, go to bed at eleven. I'm like, wait, so like you get nine and a half hours of sleep every like that's crazy to me. Oh. Like that's too what? Much. Ezra, that's too I think much. the problem with you thinking there's too much time in the day is that I just I don't think you do enough. I agree. I think I mm. really just be chilling sometimes. Yeah. Like, but even when I have like schoolwork and like between schoolwork and work work. That's like 12, 13 hours right there, but I still got a lot of time to just vibe on my phone. And I don't really have anything else I'm desiring to do. I'm just vibing. I feel like all I do is work. Even when I'm not working, I'm thinking about work or thinking about what I need to do with work. And I'm like in my head planning it out. I'm not necessarily acting upon it if I'm chilling, but I'm thinking about how I'm going to act upon it. And for those reasons, okay. I do my job. That's what I was going to say. Two maybe, questions. I'm not going to say maybe you hate your job, but maybe you're too good at your job. Here's why. One of my best friends since high school is now a teacher. And I'll tell you right now, he probably stopped teaching and thinking about teaching an hour before the last bell ring. When he not at school, I'll tell you right now, the last thing he's doing is thinking about school. And he probably a, a bottom tier level teacher, which he'll tell you. He's done it for a year and a half, and he hates that shit and wants to switch careers already. So, but he don't be thinking about work when he's not at work. Yeah, I feel like I just always, always got the stress. Um, two questions. One, do you think it's just because you're a teacher that you're thinking about it so much? Because I feel like that is a thing that I know from anybody who's a teacher is they're like, you know – you work to teach in the day and then you come home, you're doing like lessons, right. plans, it, like planning things. It out. really just comes along with the job. But also you, but do you factor in if, well, you fucking, you're a sociopath and you like to either do like summer school or work at camp. So you don't even get like the summer vacation off. Yeah. But so I'm not going to lie. Like, like this past summer when camp was canceled, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it was, it was nice to have a break and be able to do like whatever I wanted but as much as I complain about how much time I spend on work, I thrive on being busy. Like when I don't have anything to do, I get so fucking depressed and just like a fucking, like I'm just a potato. Like I, I get, I'm so productive when I'm like under pressure. So I don't know. Uh, it's, it's an internal conflict, clearly. I can't lie to you. I might need to give you my boy's number. Because now that I know teachers is doing work at home, it kind of make me wonder what type of what type of experience his kids get. Because this nigga probably don't even bring his laptop home. Oh my god, I bring mine home every single day. 
He might not even have a pen and paper at the crib to write down lesson plans if he wanted you to. You know what? I actually, like, over the yes. last, like, year and a half, I've been, like, kind of averaging out my total hours of work that I do a week. And sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. But I, on average, put in about 63 hours of work in. So if you mm-hmm. if you add um, that up on like a 40-hour work scale, you know, which is average, I put in more hours of work during the school year than many people put in throughout the entire calendar year. So I'm not a, I'm not about these people, oh, but sure. oh well, you got summer off. Oh well, you got Christmas break. Oh well, it must be nice to only work 40 hours a week then. I deserve I, I deserve my break. You're um you're doing this wrong. <laughs> Because, like I told you, my boy will show you how to do 30 hours a week and get paid for 40. Yeah, but see, I don't, I don't like to Hands do down, badly. he'll show you how to do I don't to like do to it. do things badly. Like, for someone that doesn't take pride in their work and doesn't try to do their best, like, what are you wasting your time for? Like, what are you doing? I, I mean, I, I know that I, I do a little too much. I get a little carried away, and I accept that. But, like, I ain't no bare minimum bitch. I know a lot of... Uh, Ed majors who have gone into teaching, a lot of girls. It's the only guy I know. Love him to death. That's my boy. Um, none of them like what they're doing, and all of the, like two or three of them already want to switch careers after being like a year or two in. And I think that's where like a bad teacher can really affect a kid comes into play. Because I know my guy is probably the world's worst teacher because he's been looking for his next job since week one. Uh. That's rough. Like, I, I feel for Jesus. Him. But they pay him, so he got to show up at least. Yeah. Why is it that people get into teaching, but they don't like it? That's always blew my mind. Like, you know, you've had teachers where you're like, you hate your job. But then, like, I have a couple friends. Like, I have one friend in particular. Loves think- it. Besides Haley. Loves it. She, like, lives for it. This is, like, what she's meant to I think to some do. people truly have, like, a calling, and that's what they think they're called to do. But with this particular individual... I think some of them get fucked by not getting the exact placement they wanted and they get kind of like they become sticklers on they want this exact age group and then when they don't get that age group it's like damn because I don't know how PA does it my boy wanted to be an eighth grade teacher he wanted to be an eighth grade math teacher bro teach fifth grade right now it's the difference between teaching 13 year olds and being able to joke and chill and teaching what like 10 11 year olds he hates that shit yeah like I wanted to teach high school only and here i am with fucking k to 12 four different schools autistic support life skills partial hospitalization emotional support it's a lot like if i wanted if i wanted to be a teacher who taught high school i'll tell you now giving me elementary schools would be the fastest way to make me hate teaching. You know what's weird though? Like I never, ever, even remotely close to like had a desire to teach elementary. And it's definitely annoying because like they don't fucking know how to do shit. Like they, they don't know how to hold scissors. <laughs> it's annoying. Like they cry when they mess up and I'm like, shut the fuck up. But they're they're so cute. Like their cuteness makes it like tolerable for me. And I I only have elementary on Fridays anyway. So I think that helps. Damn, I never thought about that though. It's like, like if I were to be a teacher, I definitely want to teach older kids. And if like I didn't get placed like that, I mean that could definitely be a deterrent because like, you know, a lot of other positions or jobs that you're applying for, you can 
if you don't want to do it, you just don't do it. And you apply until you hopefully get something yeah. you like or within that. But like, to just be like, oh, no. Like, if you were at camp and you were told me, like, after my first year coming back or even then, like, oh, I want to be with older kids. Hey, you're going with juniors? You know, your mother would have been, when they said, hey, if you don't want to be here on that last night before the kids get here, leave. No questions I would have been going so fast. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. where he got, like, fucked. Because, like, I'm telling you right now, he's the world's worst teacher. He is the world's worst teacher. He knows it. We joke with him about it. But I think he truly thinks he would have been better if he got the kids he wanted. And he's almost been like a poor sport about it since then. He's just been a dickhead because he didn't want elementary school kids. And now that he has elementary, he hates that shit. And a job in like the older middle schools hasn't opened in his area since he's been there a year mm -hmm. and a half. And he's just ready to stop teaching and go do his own thing because he does not deal with like fucking fifth I graders. think the biggest problem with people that like get into teaching and then realize they hate it like shortly after is there really are so many things that go along with teaching that you have no idea even exist until you're doing the job. Like there's so much shit that I was like completely unaware was happening until I actually started teaching. And like question on oh, my bad. No, go ahead. My question to you for any of our listeners out there who may be teaching and stuck in their teaching job and you love your job, you're going to be there forever. You're going to retire 50 year tenured. Miss Mac. Oh, that ain't me. Wait, it's Bram. Miss Bram, 50 years in. Um, With that being said, what would you say to those who are maybe in a misplaced area or they didn't get the grade they wanted or they just got into teaching and like you said, fell into so many other obstacles that they didn't know came with it and they don't like it? What's the best way to get out of that then? Because from what I've heard, ain't a lot of places not. If you got a degree in like early childhood education or your degree to go teach elementary school, middle school, ain't a lot of jobs that ain't gonna be teaching that wants you. So what? What's the best way of getting out of that? Like you don't want to teach at all. No you just need to fucking quit and get a new job and start over. Yeah, but where are they going? You saying go back to college? Hell no. There's so there's so many things that you could do like there's so many skills that come along with teaching that you could apply elsewhere you might have to get like kind of creative and kind of crafty selling yourself huh not literally selling your body like i was like god damn from elementary <laughs> teacher to prostitute <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie i have considered <laughs> making an only fans but i'm not doing it but yes, there sir. are so yes, many skills that go along with it that are applicable I mean, you got to think like in order to be a teacher, like you have to be a leader, you have to be organized, you have to know time management, you have to be able to manage many humans, you have to have patience, you have to all obviously be knowledgeable in a certain field. Like there's just you have to work with higher ups, lower people, like there's just so many things that you got to do. There's so much fucking paperwork and like legal shit that goes along with it. Easily, you could find another job, you just got to like actually think about what you want to do. Like me personally, I'm, I'm hanging in as long. Once I get my level two teaching, sir, I'm fucking quitting. 100. Once you get what? So like when you start teaching, like once you get like your first permanent teaching job, you basically begin. It's like a fucking like a clock set on like a timestamp. Like you got five years until you need to earn your level two teaching certification so the level one it's almost like you know how when you start a new job you can be on like a 90 day like probationary period yeah 
in teaching, you literally mm-hmm. have like a five year probationary period where you are working off a level one, like certification, like you're licensed to teach. And there's like, you got to do like 24 post-grad credits. You got to go through this induction course. You have to have three years of satisfactory service. You got to have like six satisfactory observations, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. You got to do all those things. And then you can apply for your level two, which is basically your permanent teaching certification. And if you do not successfully acquire your level two after those five, maybe it's six years, whatever, you straight up lose your teaching license and you got to get a whole new career. And that's the shit that I didn't, that's one of the things I did not know about when I was in school. I had no idea that that was a thing until I got my first job. And then I was like, you telling me I got to go back to fucking school. I just left school and now I got to go back to school. Fuck that. So basically I'm sticking it out long enough just so I get that to make it feel like I, it was worth my time. And then I'll be gone mm. with the wind. Oh, well, that's Wait, something so that what's I'm the not disclosing yet. I know what it is. You told me. No, you don't. Mm. Yeah, I do. You told me. I'm, I'm, I'm silently <laughs> making my moves. We've literally talked about this. Did we? Yes. Say it right now. I'm not going to put you out like that. <laughs> you don't know, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah, what well, do? Didn't you want... <laughs> Give me a moment. Didn't you want to go it. into something where it was like, you said you were going to be like, Doing. <sighs> Go ahead. I'm trying to think of how Keep to reaching. explain it in my head. I feel like the way you explained it was you wanted to go into something where you're allowed to be like creative and designer, doing something with your hands, and like you wanted to make money doing that. It wasn't like a novelty shop, but it was like it was something in that realm. I feel like <laughs> now you're just making things up. Was that not it? <laughs> I swear to God, you said something about that. <laughs> I feel like you well, definitely yeah. said we talked about it on one of the podcasts you were on. Well, no, no, no. See, my like my end goal in life is not what I'm gonna do next. She wants to my, be on a my, bed and breakfast. My end goal. goal is to be like a Airbnb mogul. Like I'm gonna buy shit houses, flip them, make sure they're in like prime location for people to travel to, and become like an Airbnb bitch. But that's that's. That's not what I'm going for next. That's, like, next I'm, I'm, that's the end goal. Like, I got to save up. I got to get my ducks in a row. I got to come up with my plan. And then I'm going to do that. But with it. Oh, so what's the next move? I'm, I'm, her next move, I know what it is. She's coming <laughs> for Krug's job. You heard it here first. No. They barely want to give me Krug's job. She'll never get it. Are you kidding me? For everyone listening, <laughs> just know that Ezra was the laziest person at camp. Is lazy now synonymous with favorite person at camp? Because both things could be true. They uh, they might mm-hmm. in farewell be true. Uh, yeah, probably. You're right. Which I don't and loved him also, which is wild. <laughs> hey, yo, game respects it's game. Crew knew football. what I was doing. He said, Ezra's here to get paid to do nothing and fuck these random little hoes we got coming. I respect it. I hate you so much. (laughs) From that prison-riddled country, Australia. But you know what, guys? I hate to say it, but I really gotta go because we know it. I'm a workaholic and I gotta get some shit done. I cannot let my autistic support class down for tomorrow. Hey, that's fine. We're gonna hit Ezra's free game. Thank you for coming on, Hales. We appreciate you.
Everybody follow her on. I'll put oh, her Instagram in the bio. Not anymore. She sells that was plants and stuff. Oh, Buy some. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Slide into All right. DMs thanks for having anyway. me, guys. I will talk yep. to you whenever. <laughs> thanks, Hales. All right. I'm trying to think what game would be applicable. It's the winter. I think you need to give them game to slide into Haley's DMs because I just said that. The only DM game I really got is because most of y'all aren't going to know Haley. So send the friend request first. Don't DM her before she accepts the friend request because she's got a private Instagram. I already know that. It's going to be awkward when you slide in there telling her she's so pretty or she's gorgeous or she did good on a podcast and you're beautiful <laughs> when you haven't seen her. So make sure she accepts your request first. If it takes a while, it's because Haley's kind of a shitty person. She don't really be on social media enough. But when she, when she gets on social media and she accepts it, after she accepts it, I'd probably say give it a day or two. Make it seem like you had time to listen to this podcast and then went to look at her Instagram and liked it. Because the losers, the bozos, they're all going to hit it as soon as they get this advice to go in her DMs. When you come a couple of days later, it's going to be like, damn, like this was cute and funny at first. But like as it happened for a couple of days, it's worn off. Now you slide in with fresh energy. Tell her she did a good job. Tell her that you think it's dope that she wants to like be an Airbnb mogul. Tell her that you thought she was funny and you're in there. You don't even got to tell her she's pretty. You don't even need is. to do that. Everybody else is going to tell her that. So you can't. Yeah. Maybe you got to tell her she doesn't look that I saw, good. I saw that picture of you in your bathing suit for 2017. You look good in that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we go into sports talk, I have a question. Oh, damn, I should have asked Haley since she was on. Uh, You know that classic thing of, like, negging a girl, like, giving her negative, like, thing? Do you think mm-hmm. it actually works? Absolutely. I've absolutely told girls, I'll give them, like, a good and a bad. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they're used to, like, hearing all the good things. And if you tell them, like, a regular negative that, like, maybe they kind of think a little, but it isn't, like, super fucked up, like, don't be like, um, you got real cute eyes, but you could lose 15 pounds. Like, that's clearly too far. You got to be, like, something something like, mm, let's say she's got a butt chin. And that's not like 100% what you're into, even if it is what you're into. Do something like that. Like, oh, my God, you got those those eyes are beautiful. And you got to throw something in about the button and be like, the button's different, but it's kind of cute. Or like, the button <laughs> is different, but I can work with that. Or it's all right, I guess. Something like that, you know. Just give them a little bit of blowback. Or the haircut. I used to like when the hair was long, but the short could grow on me. Just subtle things. <laughs> And then she's going to be like, damn, like you really thought it looked better? It's a lot longer than that picture when it was taken. You're in there, I'm telling you. All right, as I'm going to let you lead the sports talk for today's episode because, you know, I got I got a lot of thoughts. So I'm, I'm um, I'll say before we even get to an about. Eagles segment, there's a couple of things we do have to address. I would like everybody to go back to the beginning of the fucking season episode and find out who my sleeper pick was. Because my sleeper pick is looking dangerouser and dangerouser. And I've been telling people, I fucking love Josh Allen. I live up here an hour and a half, two Ooh. hours from Buffalo. All I see is Bills game regularly. I've been saying for two years, Josh Allen can ball. I said it on the season preview. I said they was my Super Bowl sleepers. They 13-3. and three, And y'all going to have to see Josh Allen this postseason. But we'll address the rest of that later. Also, I would like to clear up. Last spring, we were talking about the Titans. We were talking about fucking Tannehill. 
Some people on the podcast weren't sold. I told y'all from day one, Tannehill is a baller. Tannehill balled in Miami. He was on bad teams, didn't have much protection. It's the Miami Dolphins. They're trash. Tannehill balled on Miami. He came in halfway through last year and balled. Tannehill has put up crazy numbers this year that go unnoticed because Derrick Henry put up 2,000 wrestling. Tannehill also had a monster year. I'm going to tell you right now, the AFC got to see some quarterbacks. And I don't think Patty Mahomes is going to be the one to make it out this year. I'm going to preview that right now. Um, I cannot remember who my pick was for the NFC, so I'll have to circle back to that. It might have truly been a homer like the Falcons, but I think that was my non-realistic. If I gave a realistic, I, I'm going to have to see who that was. I feel like I might have gone – I feel like there was a chance I went Packers, but I don't even think I went Packers. I might have gone 49ers. I don't think so because we were we were so down. At least I was down on uh, fucking Rodgers because he looks so I think I might have gone 49ers, honestly. I mean, there was, the thing is, there yeah. were so many injuries this year, too. Now that the season's – you said what? Um, Allen. Bro, Allen I've been telling really people. Good, He's really – but he's taking a step. He he's took a big a leap because like he got better leap. players. The the year three, they got him Stefan Diggs. They Diggs. got him uh, Cole Beasley, who catches everything. Fucking um, the line got a little better. The defense is coming into its own. The Bills is just a dog of a team. But even last year, you saw previews that Josh Allen was a dog. So that, mm-hmm. um, I guess the coaching firings, I think the – the Chargers fired Anthony Lynn today. Didn't love that because I think yeah. he was piecing something together. The Chargers is cursed, though, because I feel like since the LaDainian Thomason days, every time you think they got a good team, they just get hit with injuries and end up like 5-11. and 11. That's like the Chargers my whole life, 5-11 and 11 to 8-8. Eight and eight. They had a couple of years where they were like 12-4 and four with Phillip Rivers, and then they get to the playoffs and get smoked. So who else got fired? Uh, I know um, Jaguars yeah, good, obviously fired Doug Marone. Another Adam good Gates firing. It's tricky, though, because now I need to know, is Sam Donald available? Because if Sam Donald's available, Atlanta's on your line. <sighs> Quarterbacks that are not in the playoffs that should be available that Atlanta will take. Sam Donald, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. If any of those three come available, come play for Atlanta. We will give you anything you want outside of a top three round pick. You can get four, five, six, seven. I mean, in a lot of mock drafts, the Atlanta's been drafting a quarterback. Uh, depending on it, I mean, it really depends on if teams feel like Fields or uh, Zach Wilson. My issue goes is, second. in this draft, the only quarterback I got being—that's why we got to I've been pitching since the season ended for us like ten weeks ago. Um, we got to get a veteran quarterback because the <laughs> only quarterback in this draft worth taking in my eyes is Trevor Lawrence. I think a lot of these other quarterbacks are going to benefit from not playing a long season. Ohio State, Justin Fields. Um, he's going to have one or two good games that he played in the playoffs, which is always the case for Ohio State. Ohio State made Dwayne Haskins look like he was a top 10 pick. When you play with that much talent, it's easy to look good. In the games that he looks bad, he looks terrible with still that much talent around him. So I hope we don't reach for any of those other bozos. I mean, with that high of a pick, though, I mean, are you going to – the only option if you 
because you don't need another wide receiver. There's no reason you guys ever need another wide receiver. It's either you're going to take Penny Sewell as a tackle, which I don't know what your O line needs. Um, or your O line need a little, but I, I got to look at it. I got to see what Jake Matthews did for us this year. Um, we're not taking a quarterback. I would personally like to trade Seems like Ryan and Julio this year. And I've been talking with my Falcons friends. Ooh. We got to trade Ryan and Julio, get the picks. Because for Ryan, he's been the top five quarterback passing yards and like completion stats, shit like that, for the last five, six years. So we'll get a second or third at least. And then Julio, Julio's still a dog. People were willing to trade number ones for A.J. Green. Julio, when healthy, is going to be a dog for whoever gets him. Mm. So I feel like we could, between the two of them, get at least a one first rounder and then one second and two or three thirds. And then that's enough capital for us to start this rebuild, which won't really be a rebuild because we're going to get a veteran quarterback. And we either trade back, and if we don't trade back, we take the doggiest defensive player at whatever level. Because all three levels of our defense needs fixed, especially the DBs. But we need somebody who can sack the quarterback bad. That's what we've been missing. My issue is, yeah, I think you would need to trade back because I don't think where you guys are picking at. I think you're at four, I think. Because then Dolphins are at three, you guys are at four, and then since he's at five. Yeah. There's not someone worth taking at four defensive-wise. Now, if you were at, like, Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, but you it know it's a little bit more sense to take like you know, Caleb Farley, and we already got that dog of a line, Deion Jones. It's early. Once the combine start, they do a couple pro days. There's going to be a linebacker, DN, who throws up some numbers, a cornerback who moves from being nine or ten to up to four Ooh. or five. And I don't. Michael Parsons from Penn State. He's a great I don't, linebacker. I don't mind Parsons. reaching if it's two or three spots, if it's to fill a need. And right now, our whole need is defense. Wait, so – oh, okay. Okay, so if you guys were to trade Ryan – I know. I said if we Stafford's get Stafford, available. Derek Carr, or Sam Donald, I'd be okay. And since the Eagle talk has to come eventually, I wouldn't be mad at Carson Wentz either. Because Carson can ball fucking <laughs> – that coach is a fucking scumbag. He doesn't know what he's doing. The fact that y'all still have him, I'm sorry. Y'all got a Super Bowl on some fluke shit. If you keep Peterson, you'll never win another one. Yeah, now, Peterson's I'm, already back. My bigger issue is with the GM. Our GM's so bad, dude. We're so over the cap. Like 76 million. My issue, the fucking cap, dude. The GM is With bad. Y'all got a bad roster. roster. Y'all let your roster get very old after that Super Bowl. They got old and y'all don't really have any talent. Y'all also do very bad drafting. We don't. But yesterday uh, showed me the GM. as a person what the Eagles are like under Doug Peterson. And I cannot cap. I've always said I don't like how he treated Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz was a dog. And the fact that it was ever, like, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, or whose team is this, that should have been shut down from day one. He should have always had Carson's back. It never yep. felt like he 1,000% had Carson's mm-hmm. back. So I didn't like that. And then I watched yep. a lot of Sports Center today. I also don't like that. Oh, by the way, I hope you've seen a video of fucking Zach Ertz, Wentz, and Jason Kelsey sitting on the field just chopping it up in the rain until 1 a.m. because they all know it's over. All three of them going to be gone. Kelsey's going to retire. 
Ertz is gone, and Wentz will be playing for the fucking Colts. All because Doug Peterson's an idiot. Um, I think he really burnt. <laughs> I think you've got to let him go. The issue is, y'all already said he's coming back, but I think without knowing it or a thousand percent knowing it, he burned the bridge last night with Jalen Hurts. And the reason I think that is, tanking or not tanking, we'll get to that in a moment. Tanking or not tanking, the bridge he burned was like I was listening to Colin Cowherd earlier. Rookies care about that that last couple of games stretch to like go into the offseason. That's what motivates them. That's what they got to like look back on. That's where they hang their hat on. And Jalen was playing decent for you guys to pull him out. No, the last couple of weeks, Jalen's played decent. And and y'all had a shot to still beat the Redskins. If y'all kicked the field goal, it's tied up. So how great he did or didn't play, y'all was y'all make the right call there, kick the field goal. It's a tie game. Now y'all fight it out to see who. So for him to pull Jalen Hurts out from a what a third rounder, a fourth rounder from four years ago, who he's seen in practice for four years and knows isn't the answer, that's some fuck shit. If I'm Jalen Hurts, if the NFL was ran more like the NBA, I'd be going up to the GM and I'd almost request a trade. Cause that's not somebody I want to play ball for. That that's some fuck shit. Like we in a game that's winnable. And I got us in position to score the field goal to tie the game. And this D-line been on me all game, and we still could have been tied up. And I got no talent out here. Where the fuck was everyone at last night? Did D-Jack even play? Like, y'all got that first-round receiver who don't do shit but not catch (laughs) balls. So, like, he out there doing this, and you pull him in a game that he could have won, which could have gave him some momentum for the offseason. That's fuck shit. And y'all would have only dropped from six to nine. I'm not going to lie. Y'all wasn't taken for the first pick. Y'all was taken to stay in six instead of nine. The player you get at six, not going to be much better than the player you get at nine. And depending on what teams is behind you, I doubt they got the exact same needs. Also, y'all haven't done shit with your picks recently anyway. Oh, there's so much to unpack with that. Um, Let me see. Let me see. First off. I definitely agree with you. I think the whole, I mean, you know where I was at way before when this Nick Foles stuff was happening. I was rooting against Nick Foles in the playoffs because I was like, listen, it's clearly Carson Wentz over Nick Foles. We've seen it because you see fucking Nick Foles down in Jacksonville. You see him up in Chicago. You know he's trash. You can, and then you have the people like the beat writers who were like, he's good in Philly. Hey, guess what? Don't care. Don't want that. He's too streaky. Um, Peterson, I'm like whatever on. I don't, I don't, I hate watching his offense because it's like he knows the issues. Like, hey, let's get Carson Wentz out of the pocket. He's like, oh, we should really do that. Doesn't do that. We have Miles Sanders, who's a dog. We should run the ball. Doesn't run the ball enough. So Peterson, whatever. I'm, my, my bigger issue is Howie. I think honestly, I need to kick both of them out. I think whoever was working with Josh Allen, bring him in. Hey, to fucking it's uh, work with Carson Jordan Wentz, Palmer. That's what Carson Palmer's little brother. Yeah, yeah. Bring him in immediately because we need to fix Carson Wentz. Um, the video last night. Yeah, I saw that last night when it was going when it was like popping off on Eagles Twitter. Um, Kelsey's gonna retire. Uh, I'm not mad at that. He's been all offense about it forever. He deserves it. Hall of Famer Ertz. The the issue with Ertz is he was having contract disputes, and then not not gonna lie, like the season was not great, but he shit the bed. He 
And even last night, he's not even running to the sticks on like third down. Like, what are we doing? Um, it's a shame to see him go because watching his press conference today with the media, super emotional about leaving. You know, he's definitely passionate about the city. Um, but you got Dallas Goddard there, who's a better tight end, at least right now. Um, but, you know, he might come back eventually. Who knows? Um, Wentz out there, Wentz is such a tough issue because you had the fucking reports coming out about his, like the Mortensen and Schefter saying, you know, things are fractured with Doug. And no offense to Peterson, but I'm going to ride with Wentz. Like, I'm going to take him over you any day of the week because we know what's going to happen. And I've said this. I said, if the Eagles trade Carson Wentz, wherever he goes, he's going to have a bounce back season. Hertz is going to look pedestrian, and we're going to be sitting here saying, why do we do this? Because that's what the fuck That's exactly what's going to happen. And Carson can ball. Y'all got a franchise quarterback, and that's the issue I got with Doug. (sighs) Quarterbacks are probably the most sensitive niggas in all the sports. You seen Tom Brady didn't like having fucking Garoppolo being liked by Belichick. Fucking Aaron Rodgers didn't like when they drafted that quarterback this round, Jordan Love. Fucking Big Ben hates every quarterback they ever mm-hmm. draft. Like, that's just how quarterbacks are. So to then even let the Nick Foles debate be a thing, to then draft Jalen Hurts, you knew that the shit was over from that point. And it's a shame. Because if you get, put all three of them in a room and you tell me you can have Jalen Hurts, Doug P, or Carson Wentz, I'm going to take Carson Wentz every time. Oh, exactly. Like, we... I know he had the ACL and the back injury, so, like, you never know how people respond from injuries at the end of the day. But you know where the ceiling can be. And you know all it takes is you get – you listen, fucking – um, <laughs> I mean, Tannehill, you get him out of fucking Miami. He looks great. You see what happened with Josh Allen when he happened. Like, he looks great. And you can't compare Wentz to fucking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a seasoned vet. Yeah. And he's – He's so good. Like, you see it. He does He's a seasoned fun. vet like, and a generational talent, which is what I don't like. When people compare, like, quarterbacks who are struggling aren't doing great, and they're like, well, is he A-Rod? Is he Patrick Mahomes? I'm like, A-Rod and Patrick Mahomes come every 15 years. Who's to say, from what I saw of Carson Wentz, who's to say Carson Wentz ain't every bit as good as Big Ben? Big Ben brought the city of Pittsburgh two Super Bowls. Big Ben was never a perennial top quarterback in the league, but he was good. Nobody questioned if Big Ben was good. Carson Wentz was good his first two years. He could still be good if y'all treat him right, but y'all, the city of Philly don't deserve that, man. It's like it's stupid, too, because it's like last year, right, they go on that four-game win streak with, like, the same issues this year. You have practice squad players out there. Everybody's hurt and shit. Team's on his back. The Nick Foles thing's behind him. He gets chief shot by Clowney. He's out. They lose. Whatever. All right. But, hey, it's his team now. We're good. Oh, second-round fucking pick. Who do we take? Jalen Hurts. We open the fucking window up again, dude. Because we want to be a quote-unquote QB factory. Like, what the fuck is that? So, yeah. I mean, I have no issue with Wentz being mad, wanting to get traded. He's he's right to. And, I like, I'm going to hate when he leaves. And like he's fucking great. He'll and be great. Stuck with Jalen Hurts. And my big issue with the drafting of Jalen Hurts. First off, my first issue came with fucking uh fucking uh first round receiver who can't catch. What's his name? It's like Ragler. Rager. Yeah. He can't fucking catch oh, in college. Rager. People knew he was yeah, trash. Bro was a punt returner. You drafted a punt returner in the first round. Like, why? But you know what? Some coaches are too creative for their own good. Um 
No, it's the GM, man. It's it's not even Peterson because I was listening to the uh, Howie Roseman, who's the GM, Peterson's press conference today, and Roseman was like, you know, we were looking at it and we we're evaluating talent, and we just thought that Rager had a lot more strength that fit our needs now. And I was like, bro, don't be smart about it. You see what Justin Jefferson does now. Look, Rager has potential and upside, but and people are going to blame that his uh, quarterback at TCU, who was garbage, was garbage. But take Justin you could have taken so many receivers receive. before him. The other one down in uh, San Fran looks good. Ayuk looks good. Justin oh, Jefferson uh, looks I, good. I like Jared Judy, Judy looks good. Yeah. Like, oh no, Judy. Yeah, Judy and and Lamb. well, Judy went before them. and Ross. Well, and that's that's the issue that I will push back on the tanking thing is going to six and nine. If we didn't win the division, we would have been ahead of the Cowboys. We could have got CD mm-hmm. Lamb. So there is I gotta address the tanking after this because the car, my issue is still with those picks. Mm-hmm. Why didn't nobody like the GM? If it's a GM, if Doug P got some say, the the O line clearly needed help. Y'all needed a left tackle. Y'all needed guards. The O line is dog <laughs> shit. Y'all DBs are dog shit. I will say, I thought Slay was gonna come and play. <laughs> There's a reason Detroit let him go because he's fucking dog shit. You can't get dogged by every number one receiver and then, like, the people saving grace to you be, well, that's because that's, like, a top receiver in the league. Nigga, you're supposed to be a top DB in the league. Can't every top receiver dog you? That don't make you a top DB. That makes you dog shit. He actually hasn't gotten dogged from his stats this year. He's only given up, like, 100 yards, so I think it was DK and I want to say it was probably – I just feel like the games I've watched, he's always getting worked by somebody. The issue is Jim Schwartz's defense. He plays this inverted yeah. cover two, and it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Um, all right, let's see. Now, they, the issue is they, they wasted draft picks. Like they, they drafted a terrible uh, developmental fucking middle linebacker who didn't play anything in high school and only started playing in college. And then the fucking Hurts pick. Like, there were so many issues. To, like you said, we definitely needed a better fucking corner. The O-line's not bad. There was just so many injuries. Like, you lost Brandon Brooks, who tore his fucking Achilles, and then Lane Johnson with the ankle. Dillard, I mean, I don't give a shit about Dillard because my lotta was good, but he got a concussion last week. Issue with his – I have an issue with everybody complaining about the tanking for so many reasons. First of all, if you looked at the injury report that came out on Friday or Saturday, like 10 or 15 starters were out. So we already knew what the fucking move was going to be. Second off – all these people who are on their high horses about the Eagles tanking because they fucking took Hurts out for Sudfeld, whatever, go fuck yourselves. Because we've been cheering on the fucking Jets and Jaguars tanking all year. I remember back in 2014 with the fucking Bucks with Jameis Winston, uh, the fucking the Giants fans, these hypocrites, were complaining last year that they fucking won, so they lost out on Chase Young. Go fuck yourselves. Be better than 6-10 and so you don't have to worry about us fucking winning. Now, if it was like, let's say they played, you know, they were 10-6, and 9-7, and and the division was tough, you know what? Hey, shit happens. But when you're 6-10, and hey, you're welcome for the better draft pick and not getting bounced out of the fucking first round. Here's the issue with taking. Unlike other sports, basketball, where it's accepted, it's whatever. I don't think the Jets were ever trying to take this year. They were just bad. Once, no, no, no. They were bad. Bro, what do you mean? No, no, no. Remember the game against the Raiders. They played cover zero on the last play, blitz, 
and then fucking that's not tanking. That was them the trying to secure the win. They thought the they thought the they thought the blitz was no, going. You get, play they thought the blitz was going to get there. The blitz ain't get there. But no, that's so stupid. That's why. But that's why the, the defense for the Jets fired after that game. They clearly wanted to win some. They went out there and won. They didn't get the first pick. They lost out on Trevor Lawrence because they went out there and won some games. No, no. That's because that's Sam Darnold. That's why the, in the job. NFL Sam there shouldn't be tanking because everybody out there, all fifty-three of y'all, is playing for your job. And basketball is different because you can be a dog on a shit team, and niggas are still gonna be like, "All right, you was a dog." The Jets don't got no dogs out there. Everybody out there, they might be playing not for their jobs on the Jets, but for a backup role next year for some random team. So that's why I can't get behind the tanking. And then it's one thing if you go into the game. And y'all look terrible. Y'all look terrible. It's halftime. Call it. We gonna we gonna rock out. The problem is that's a game y'all could have won. Probably would have won. Y'all could have kicked the field goal, seventeen and seventeen. Y'all fight it out. And the bigger issue I have with that, the Eagles sidelines, the players, them niggas look like they wanted to play a game, but Doug Peterson wanted to take. Nobody on that sideline looked happy when Jalen Hurst came out the game. So if your players want to go out there and fight it out for their pride, for maybe the scouts for other teams looking to see if they can come put them, get them a backup spot, if they can, like, get this player in free agency, players still want to play, and they are visually upset because they can tell the coaches tanking. That's why I draw a line in the sand, and that's why I got a problem because these are now niggas. These is grown men. Everyone in the NFL are grown men. They got grown jobs and salaries. You can now be affecting somebody else's pay this offseason Cause you want to take and pull your starter out, cause they could have won that game. Earth could have stayed in there, showed a little more. Anybody, you don't know who gonna look at what tape. Somebody could have made a couple plays that anybody sees, and you're like, you know what? He could get a rotational role on my team next year. He signed the contract, started to get hurt, and now he's getting PT. So I'll never support tanking when it comes to football. Let's not act like Jalen Hurts yeah. had a good game. I mean, do his seven for 20, 72 yards. I don't care about none of that because when I'm from, we win games. We play to win. The stats don't mean shit because I know players who have terrible stats go D1 because they was on winning teams. Jalen Hurts, a winner by nature, had them there on fourth down and field goal range to tie the game up 17-17 after everything you just said. After playing that bad game, they still could have been tied, and he still had time to go out there, redeem himself, run a little bit, and score again. He just drove them all the way down the field for that score. There wasn't another score the whole game. No, there was one more field goal after that. There was one more field goal after that. So who's to say he don't drive him to get another field goal? They don't get a touchdown. That's terrible coaching by Peterson. And if if I'm the fucking owner, I'm firing him. The coaches clearly don't respect you. You got to get the players don't respect you. You got to get rid of any player who got an issue with taking. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be some players on that team. When he starts talking, they're not going to give a fuck. Because he probably affected somebody's incentive money, somebody's incentive minutes. Something got affected where niggas don't give a fuck about what you got to say. You a grown man who come in here and tell us to tank when I can guarantee you every like every player who came on Sports Center today and talked about it, who are professional athletes, they talked about how they would never take and like they go into the locker room, like they still grown men. Those are other grown men on that side that we don't want having to up on us. So Peterson, who don't have to play the game, deciding that his team gonna tank. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, the players aren't gonna rock with them. They gotta let them go. Bro, I don't give a fuck about what Ryan Clark or fucking Dan Orlovsky, who got fucking exposed 
when he was talking about, oh, hey, we shouldn't be tanking. And then they're pulling up receipts and talking about the Jets shouldn't be trying to win a game. It should be trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Second of all, you said it even yourself, right? I'll spin spin zone this. The offensive line looked terrible. Jalen Hurts is the future. Why would you leave him out there for a meaningless game in the fucking rain to get injured? Hey, let's just pull him, put Sudfeld in, let Sudfeld get some bullshit snaps and call it a day. So you can save Jalen Hurts because, listen, the amount of injuries that we had on this team, he could have been the fucking next one. And let's say let's say you're trying to keep Carson Wentz, so you're going to get rid of Jalen Hurts. Keep him healthy. That's why fucking uh, Alshon Jeffrey didn't play because if he got hurt, got to keep him on the roster. Yeah, but even at there that, so many people. That's not what he's saying he's doing, even though we know that's what he's doing. He a grown man. I'm telling you now, all of those players in that locker room know Jalen Hurts get paid just like they get paid. Jalen Hurts wanted to be out there. You could look at him when the cameras pan to him. This nigga wanted to be out there. So I don't care if you. I don't care if you're trying to protect me or what you're not trying to protect. Oh, he was pissed for if sure. If that's the coach that I know you got, me personally, I want to trade or release or something because I don't trust you. I can't rock with you. I've seen how you've handled situations with other players. Now that I see how you handled a team when we was in a position to win, you tank for three spots. That's not worth it to me. And I'm telling you, there's going to be animosity. And I would not be surprised if during the offseason, during next year, there's going to be talks like the players in that locker room do not respect him. And now I'm starting to think Orlando Skandrick wasn't all bullshit when he said the players didn't fuck with how the Eagles was ran. Because <laughs> shit like that, I wouldn't fuck with. I'm not going to lie. I did see a clip of Orlando Skandrick talking about Howie Roseman, and it made a lot of sense when he was talking. He was like, I wouldn't. He was like, if Howie told me it was raining outside or it was sunny outside, I'd bring an umbrella because I don't trust that man. I was like, you know what? You're right because I don't trust Howie Roseman either. Uh, I think the real issue that this was even blown up is because the NFL flexes game of primetime. There was no reason to make this a primetime game. There was no fucking reason. If this game nah, happened at one o'clock, that still this would been not discussion. even been in discussion. Jalen Hurts with the game in with the game in hands to win gets pulled no and don't make it. I feel like the only way, the only yeah, but it wouldn't be big. But we would have heard about be it. watching it, and then these people. On the fucking, we're talking about it. We're like, oh, this is a game about Alex Smith's fucking leg and coming back. Cool, cool, cool. Guess what? I don't need fucking 10 shots of his calf. And cool, he came back. That was fucking weeks ago. Ron Verbe cancer. That was weeks ago. This does not matter. That was Put the game only that game that mattered this week. In fucking prime time. I'm an Eagles fan. What game there mattered this so week? Almost every games. spot was like luck Put this any week. Any other game. This did not matter. No, there were so many different games that matter. Steelers? Put on the Both of them Cleveland made the playoffs. Fucking, that game uh, don't matter. Steelers. The Redskins lose. Yeah. They don't make the playoffs. No, one of them. No, there were definitely games where there were certain teams that they weren't going to make the playoffs or they were, depending on. This was the won. most important there were so game. Many different games. It was this for game the division title. This Every other division title was a lock no. for the teams that made the playoffs. So it was just to see who was going to get the home game. This game mattered. This game. This game mattered. No value. No there was no value. other game that mattered no more than this. No value to this game. And Not at all. Your boys Not fumbled the bag because they had no. If I'm the NFL, I'm almost not giving the Eagles primetime games after no this shit, benefit. and that's a direct punishment for Doug, and that will make the owner have to fire this bozo. But that's that's y'all, coach. No, Ride with them. No I'm telling y'all now, I'm happy y'all got y'all no Super Bowl. Because y'all not going to get another one under Doug's leadership. Y'all going to have three years of fucking Hurts bullshit. 
And he's going to do the same thing to Hurts that he did to Carson Wentz. He's going to go back and forth, back and forth, and the team going to be in turmoil. We'll probably draft Justin Fields if he drops that It's low, a dangerous day. We'll Dark one. times to be an Eagles fan. The team's trash. Y'all got two years of trash to go through, at least. Let's see. It's, it's going to be so yeah, bad. Next year's going to be back. So we have no and y'all going to have players retire. If I'm Fletcher Cox, it was a cool yeah, ride. I mean, it was bound to happen. Yeah. He has but so much money to be made. I think something goes into a lot of money to be made and then just playing it on a shitty team with bad coaching. I either might want the trade or the cut or the release. I can't play for that snake. It ain't. I'm not going to lie to you. This is such a non-story in my eyes. A little Philly fans think no that it's a non-story, but there's a reason everyone's talking about it. I'm telling you now, if you see, you saw the look. You saw the look in Jalen's eyes. The only reason that nigga was furious. This he will probably never trust Doug again, and that's not what you want from your young quarterback, who is clearly going to be the future. Now that you already split ways with Carson Wentz, because you burned that bridge. Now you probably burned this bridge. This nigga Jalen already went through this at Alabama with Saban and the boys. You think he want to go into the offseason having to answer questions about if he thinks he's the answer, if he can play quarterback or not, all because he got pulled out in a winnable game? That whole relationship done, I'm telling you. The same way Carson Wentz's relationship was done in the summer, yeah, Jalen not far behind that, and y'all going to be stuck with this terrible relationship. And quarterbacks and coaches that don't get along don't play well on the field. No, the Cleveland Browns, they were in they a both, tie break. With they the lost and made the playoffs. The they clearly didn't make that game. Yeah, but they lost and made the playoffs. That game is not more Colts important lost. than crowning a division champion. So then – What you mean? It's the same thing here. This was for the division title. Listen, there, this was the was most no important point. game. There was no Every point other to make that a division game. has a crown right now. This was for the division title. You gotta flex that one. Why would you? Why would anybody want to watch a before this game happened a six and nine and a solely four because and it's for the division? Solely four, because it's for team. the division. That title. should not be prime team. This is not the NFL. The I'm telling you now, this. this is they a stretch a of an time. argument you're making because it's for the division title. Like, that's a reasonable <laughs> – people care about this. That's that no reason. one cares hey, about. I'm going to tell you now. The only person that cares about here's, this was the Here's why you know people care about it. Because the games cares. I don't care about that come on, on Thursday night or that come on, on Sunday I don't care about, I go do other shit. I go cuddle with my girl. I go watch Chop. I go do other shit. I wanted to see that game, just like everybody else who tuned in to see this game. Because, we, first off, we wanted to see what Jalen Hurts was going to do and if he was going to beat the Redskins. Second off, it's the division title. We want to see what's going to happen and if the Giants is going to make the playoffs or if the Redskins is going to make the playoffs. That's why it was an important game, and that's why niggas tuned in to watch it. There was no reason to watch the game. Everybody who watched it, including myself, Every- wasted their time. Everybody who watched Wasted it learned their time. I'll tell the you, Eagles now, were tanking, every, and we knew it. A team that was tanking, you also didn't tell the players out there because they went out there trying to win that game. They had a chance for it to be 17 17 in the fourth quarter. So they wasn't tanking. Dude, that, they were pulling up fucking player. No, the reason, the real reason that game was even close and why the Redskins are going to get blown out next week oh, is because Alex Smith, Alex is, Smith is fucking Alex terrible. Smith is bad. That man cannot team. throw the ball. That's the only reason. Alex Smith is bad, but a team tanking don't go out there and play to win. They had a chance in the fourth quarter for it to be 17 17. So even if the players in front office decided, the coaches in front office decided they was going to tank, the players on the field went out there and they played. And that's the problem. Like JJ Watt said a couple of weeks ago, if y'all are thinking about tanking, y'all not niggas I want on my team. And I got a feeling. 
I got a feeling. I could almost bet you a dollar. There's going to be free agents that aren't going to hit it big, but y'all could get like little money here and there. They're going to go play for other teams because they don't want to be in that situation where they're under they're under the culture where in Philly we tank. Come on, man. It ain't. This is so preposterous. There are There's so that, many fucking teams that have been tanking this whole season. People the only just, reason it's talked about, about is because, because y'all did Jalen Hurts. This is the bigger issue isn't even the tanking. Tanking is an issue. The biggest issue is how dirty y'all did the quarterback of your future after knowing the history he just came from after being done dirty. I'm telling you now, I done played with a lot of quarterbacks. I know a lot of QBs. That shit is going to eat his confidence. He already went through this once. Y'all just broke. Y'all just broke Carson Wentz. Why break another one? Y'all broke another one for three draft picks. I hope it was worth it when you got to draft another quarterback two years from now who don't pan out still because he's playing for a bozo coach. Nah, Peterson will be gone after next year when they don't do well. But there's just there's so many issues. There's so many issues with the team. They're so over the cap. They have no good developmental talent. The fucking secondary is a mess. The roster's still going to be old and injury prone. The, the Eagles have such a big talent, like an issue. Like this, Jalen Hurts, it, Carson Wentz, like the, it, it runs so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper. To give two Every fucks about this tank. tanking bullshit. I'll right now. Every I'll... team does it. Fucking the Jags. They the Jags haven't played fucking Gardner. Have you seen Gardner Mitchell? So many weeks. Gardner Mitchell was playing trash. The Jags stash, came out this season thinking they were going to be. They came out thinking they were going to be decent. Gardner Mitchell was clearly not the answer. He was trash. But um, we're not saying Mike Lennon's the issue that statue with fucking forehead going back to his one got a bigger arm being Mike Lennon. So if that's the case, I'm probably going to put the bigger arm out there to try to stress the fit. What do you mean? But who's the X factor? Yeah, no, hell no. Better? Hell Gardner no. I put, put Mike Glennon in before yes. Gardner Minshew. He, he, Mike yes. Glennon got an arm. Gardner don't. With those receivers, at least I got a chance of stretching the field. I'm, hell no. Gardner has the X factor. He played more How games. does Gardner Minshew have more yards than Mike Glennon? Yeah. He played, he played four, four more games. Four more games and has double the yards. Double the yards. Four more games and double the That's, touchdowns. How many games? And have four been, games I'm, more. He's not better. So he he's better. better. So he's better. This is preposterous. He's, better. he's clearly better. Clearly better. Clearly better. Tanking was a non-issue. Tanking is no an issue, issue in my but it's eye, okay. We get it. I'm here That's for That's Philly culture. Y'all do not want to be great. It's fine. The Falcons, we don't ever have to question if we take because we're going to finish between 5 and 11, 8 and 8 every year, and we're going to fight our fucking hearts out. We're okay with that. Yeah, and you guys missed out on so many good draft picks. because, And you've even said it. You, We've even talked about it on this podcast. We have like two minutes before this thing cuts off. You even said it on this fucking podcast because we were talking about it, and you're like, man, you know what? Oh, we will. Quinn, we're going to get but eight I didn't say, hey, I hope my boys tank. Because of it. So now you've the team chemistry it. is broke. Players don't trust the coaches. Tank, I'm telling you right now, if that's the culture you want, that's cool. And when you're okay with this tanking culture now, don't be mad next year when players are quitting on plays, not finishing runs, not catching balls, not chasing down receivers that they can maybe make the tackle on. Because the culture comes from the top. The top just sold us, we can tank. We can quit on the season. If you can quit on the season, I can quit on the game. If I can quit on the game, if I can if I can quit on the game, I can quit on, on the On the last court. game that's meaningless to us, yes. You're going to run into this problem next year. Niggas gonna not niggas gonna not want to tackle players because uh, 
I could do that, but maybe I could get hurt. Maybe I won't get hurt. Nah, y'all setting a terrible culture. But if that's the culture you want to set going into the offseason, that's fine by me. Well, other teams are running 20 reps. In a meaningless game, it makes sense. When you're full, when your roster is full of practice squad players, I will not They're going to be on the roster, roster next year because I don't got no cap fun. space to get nobody. It doesn't matter to me. Hey, you know what? That might be true. <laughs> but hey, I don't even care. I'm here for the tank. I've been rooting against the Eagles for a better graphic for weeks now. The rest of the fucking city just finally got on board, and the rest of the media hates it. You hate to see it. Uh, we have like 10 seconds left, I think, before this cuts us off. So, hey, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. 100 episodes. We appreciate you, and we will be back next week. Peace. Nine in the streets, niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white ride, get a black.